Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Believe Podcast Network, SoCal Sweat. My name is Ann McDaniels, a former NFL cheerleader and product manager turned actress and model who dreams of being a UFC fighter. Yow. Learning strategies to help motivate others leads me to bring you interviews each week from a range of athletes, experts in fitness and nutrition, and so much more. Thanks for listening to Believe, the number one podcast for working professionals. And let's push our endorphins to higher performance through SoCal Sweat. This is your host, Ann McDaniels, and thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Believe SoCal Sweat. Today, we are going to be talking about boundaries, establishing healthy boundaries in our lives, what we will and will not accept. It's about being kind without being a doormat, not constantly saying yes to everybody's requests. Then we get taken advantage of and everybody just uses us. Oh, that person will do it. Oh yeah, they always perform. They always show up and do an excellent job. Oh, we can always count on them. Well, if someone always counts on you and you're doing everything for everybody else, sometimes you become a doormat and people walk all over you with expectations. And I hate to say it, but in the research that I've done, we teach people how to treat us. So if you're being abused in certain ways or if you are being asked to do certain things over and over and over again and you keep doing that and you keep finding yourself in the same patterns or if someone's constantly arrogant to you or mean to you or taking advantage of you, I hate to say it, but we teach people how to treat us. If we're constantly being talked down to or put in our place or made to feel stupid, then that's on us. So we have to take that responsibility and pull up our big girl pants and big boy pants and sort of man and woman up. Because again, we teach people how to treat us. And that is hard to hear sometimes. And sometimes it's really not that other person's fault. And I've learned from my research, especially from Lisa Nichols, who I really look up to and read a lot of her books and her podcasts, listen to her uh, quite a bit. We can't just come out of the gate and be like, well, I tell you, I am no longer going to be accepting this and I can't, these are my boundaries and I'm no longer going to accept this, this, and this. And expect the person to back off and like, oh, all of a sudden change their ways. We almost have to come to them with the approach a non-passive-aggressive approach. We can't just get really angry and then just kind of say, oh, and be really meek about it, but just say, you know what? I apologize for always saying yes and allowing you to come into my space and always get what you want from me when I'm only saying yes to you and I never say no. So I have taught you how to treat me, so I have to... I have to make sure that I take this responsibility. So I apologize to you for making you think that it's okay for me. But I recognize the fact that I kind of feel taken advantage of and I'm, I don't want to just always say yes because it's taking away from my time and my own health. And if I know you correctly, you would want me to be happy. So let's come up with a plan of how I can always do things for you, but it needs to work for both of us. And I can't be spread so thin of always saying yes to you or always being taken advantage of or always being treated in this way because it's not working for me. So something to that effect. And we know our relationships. We know where we can grow, what we need to take away from, 
but we need to do it in a non-passive aggressive way. To be very stern and be very poignant and pointed in what we expect and what we won't expect. Because you know what? We can still be nice people and still do great things for people without being taken advantage of. I love doing things for people. I am most happy in my life when I'm doing things for others. But I have very much in the past been taken advantage of. And it is my fault. Because why didn't I say the no to that person? Why did I commit to that when I don't even want to go there in the first place? Oh, of course I'll go to your party. And then when that day comes along, maybe I have something else planned. Or I don't want to sit in traffic for an hour and a half. Maybe I just don't feel like it. You know, there's a power in saying no. And if we always say yes to people, sometimes we'll say yes and then we'll show up to that gig and then we're miserable and then it showcases in our face and in our actions. So it really takes away from the whole thing in general. But remember, we can still be nice people, but still establish boundaries. But what are boundaries exactly? Boundaries are basically what we will and will not accept in our lives. Personal boundaries are the physical, emotional, and mental limits we establish to protect ourselves from being manipulated, used, or violated by others. To set personal boundaries means to preserve your integrity, take responsibility for who you are, and to take control of your life. Boundaries are essential for various reasons and look different to everyone. You might be concerned that they will make you seem unfriendly or confrontational, But as this Inside Mental Health podcast from Psych Central reveals, it is possible to maintain them without upsetting those you care about. Don't feel guilty about setting boundaries. They're essentially a form of self-care. And we actively look to incorporate other elements of this into our lives daily, from eating a balanced diet to exercising. This is no different. It might take some time and consideration to decipher the boundaries most important to you and the best ways to implement them, but your mental well-being will appreciate the effort in the long run. And we can set boundaries in our personal space, our sexuality, our emotions and thoughts, our stuff and possessions, our time and energy, and most certainly our culture, religion, and ethics. So many of us are people pleasers, always doing things for everybody else, but not taking care of ourselves. This goes for a lot of women. A lot of women feel as if they need to take care of everybody else, and sometimes the last person they take care of are themselves. According to Anchor Therapy in Hoboken, New Jersey, a lot of clients find themselves giving away too much of themselves to others to a point that they feel worn out. Especially in this time, during the pandemic, holidays, school starting again, people feel they need to give everything they can to others whether that is lending an ear to friends in need, giving gifts, or going above and beyond for others all the time. If you find yourself doing this over and over again to the point of exhaustion, then you may be a real people pleaser. And so many of us fall victim to this. This usually means that you are taking care of others around you before you take care of yourself. Clients present as people pleasers usually find themselves feeling anxious, drained, and overwhelmed. So where do you fit into this? There are 11 reasons of how you may identify as a people pleaser yourself. Number one, you want to avoid conflict. It usually feels easier to go along with what others say. You may find yourself avoiding confrontations with others just so you can make them happy or agree with what they say, even if you feel otherwise. While conflict has a negative tone behind it, it is actually a great part of communication and helps us grow. 
If you can get through a conflict with another person at work, at school, or elsewhere, then it will make you stronger and a better person. If you avoid conflict by appeasing everyone, then you will most likely bottle up a lot of resentment. I have this in my own family. If we ever discuss something, someone will fly up the handle and be like, oh, I don't want to fight, I don't want to fight, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like to fight about this. And I would simply say, in a very calm manner without being condescending, I don't know where you're seeing that this is a conflict. I'm not fighting with you. I just, I, I, I disagree and I'd love to discuss it. But then they run away and they can't, they can't um, confront the situation. And I've called out this person many times and they've admitted, well, I just don't like to fight. And I say, it's not fighting. This is not fighting. I'm just disagreeing with you and I want to discuss it in a very intellectual standpoint. If someone flies off the handle and yells, then they're not really in very very good control of themselves and it's almost kind of immature. So a lot of people avoid conflict, but it's just better to talk things through. That's the first one about people pleasing. Number two, maybe you fear rejection. Most people have a fear of rejection. It could be a fear of rejection from a job or another person, especially in dating. A lot of people are very afraid of that. If you are worried that you may be rejected, then you will try to avoid it at all costs. For example, if you're worried you may be rejected by your boss and you could be fired one day, then you may go out of your way to go above and beyond and please and please brown nosing, kissing ass to the point of exhaustion and nauseam. To please your boss, no matter what the cost, is on your mental health. Another example would be that if you fear your partner could break up with you, then you will work on pleasing them, overly pleasing them, rather than expecting the same from them in return. Maybe you give them gifts and do everything for them, and then they're treating you like crap. But remember, you teach people how to treat you. So that could be a fear of rejection. I work in the entertainment business, and if we feared rejection, there's no way you could survive. There's no way. You have to expect rejection in the jobs that I do in entertainment. If you don't get rejection, then you're not then you're not going to succeed. It just is all part of it. I mean, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, they expect to not make every basket because the more baskets you don't make, the more you succeed. That just means it's safety in numbers. Number three, if you're a people pleaser, you fear disappointing others. No one wants to hear that they are a disappointment to others, but we can't please everyone. There are just some people that it will be impossible to please. And you know what? We can't expect everybody to like us. If everybody likes us, then we're doing something wrong. We are not all perfect, and you will most likely experience some form of disappointment from another person you encounter in your life. Maybe they're upset with everybody. You can't go over above and beyond and exhaust yourself just to make that person like you. If you try to please everyone, then this will really drag your mental health through the mud. I know some people that have to be liked by everybody, and then they're becoming like a court jester, making a fool of themselves just to have someone like you. Or they're doing more things for that person and it's exhausting and it's annoying. Number four, if you're a people pleaser, maybe you want something and expect something in return. It is possible that you go above and beyond for your friends and family so that you will receive the same care and attention in return. But what often happens is that not everyone is capable of giving as much time, attention, gifts, or love as someone else. This would lead you to feel that you are putting in way more energy and effort into your relationships than others are. You may feel that no one truly cares about you as much as you do to them. But this is not necessarily the case. It is possible that these other people in your life have some form of self-care in which they are taking time, energy, or money to take care of themselves first. They are putting themselves first. It is important for everyone to find a nice balance between self-care and being there for others. 
Some people will do things for people over and over and over again, and then they get angry if they don't if they don't get the same in return. But I've learned that I love to give, and that I should never expect that in return, ever. And I will still keep on giving. If I give to others constantly and not even have their friendship back, then that's on me. Then I'm being taken advantage of and I'm being an idiot. And I've learned the hard way over and over again. And I no longer do that. I will always do things for others, but I never expect anything in return. And if you do, then you're kind of doing it not out of love. You know, I, it's, it's something we all have to learn. Number five, you want others to be nice to you. You feel if you are nice to others, then everyone will be nice to you in return. But unfortunately, this is not the case. For example, let's just say that you are checking out the Target register or checking out of the Target register and you go out of your way to be nice to the cashier by asking them how their day has been. Maybe this worker is exhausted and may give you an attitude and not even acknowledge your kindness. And to you, you might feel offended like, oh, I'm just being nice to that person going out of my way and shouldn't they return the same in return? But it's possible that the customer before you just yelled at this cashier or this cashier just found out terrible personal news. You never know what is going on inside someone's heads. Even though you're nice to someone, it doesn't mean that they will be nice to you in return and you can't expect to get those feelings back and you just have to move on and wish them a happy day regardless. Number six, you may wanna fit in. This happens all the time in middle school, high school, even at work. If you remember that Friends episode, do you remember when Jennifer Aniston, who plays Rachel, smokes? She's not a smoker, but she's smoking at Ralph Lauren just to fit in. Just because the people that smoke are kind of the cool people and they're getting promoted. So she or she is coughing, hacking up a lung just to fit in. It's just a really great episode. It's just an example of trying to fit in. It's possible there's a group of people who you want to like you and include you in their group. You may go out of your way to go above and beyond to fit in with them. For example, let's just say you're a teen in high school and there's a group you want to become friends with. It is likely that you will be willing to do things for them that you may not otherwise want to do. You could compromise your own morals and ethics, help them cheat on tests just to fit in. You may go out of their way to do homework, dress like them, or make fun of another student just because you want to fit in with them. And it's pretty common for people pleasers who want to fit in with others. It's scary especially for people in middle school and high school that can be so influenced. Number seven, you are easily influenced by others. Some people are easily persuaded to think and feel a certain way. If you follow someone on Instagram and they say, drink this tea because it helps you do weight loss. No, don't drink that tea, it's bad for you. Or if the current trend is to wear scrunchies, then you will be susceptible to follow the trend and start wearing scrunchies in your hair. But do it because you want to, not just because someone else tells you to do so. Yeah, it's great to follow fashion trends, but don't copy someone and be and emulate someone just because you're so easily influenced. Have your own backbone, have your own style, believe in who you are. I mean, I know it's easier said than done and we have to learn the hard way, but keep growing and don't be a people pleaser all the time and being taken advantage of. Number eight, you are genuinely compassionate. This is the, this is the most common cause behind being a people pleaser. It is great to be a genuine person who has a lot of empathy for others, but don't be a doormat. It means you care deeply about everyone around you, but if you fall into this category, you find that you are not taking care of you. You get lost in taking care of everyone else and you forget about your own self-care, and that is that you put yourself last on your to-do list. And in the meantime, maybe you're not getting any sleep, maybe you haven't eaten, or maybe you're doing so much for them that you get home and you're so exhausted that you fall asleep and you haven't 
taking care of anything. Maybe you, maybe you haven't taken the garbage out or haven't paid bills just because you're taking care of someone else. Number nine, you don't want to feel guilty for saying no. Saying no is a very, very powerful word. I've been a yes person so many times when I have not wanted to do that. I've not wanted to do that job. I've not even wanted to go out with that person, but then I say yes because I don't want to hurt their feelings. No, the power of no is just the greatest gift once you figure it out, and it's, it's difficult. But saying no is really hard specifically for people who are overly people-pleasing. You have a hard time creating boundaries and knowing your limits. You are so focused on pleasing everyone else that you will say yes to everything everyone asks you to do without thought for yourself. It's important for everyone to know their limits and for everyone when it just comes to the word no. And this is very important in dating and sexual health. Sometimes people are pleasers and they're so afraid of somebody or afraid of losing someone and desperate that they will compromise their own sexuality, their own ethics and morals, and that's very dangerous. So don't feel guilty for saying no because it's protection for yourself. Number 10, your self-worth comes from external validation. In the days of social media and getting likes, you might find yourself needing others to validate you if you are a good person or not. I know people that count their likes every day. I, if I ever go on social media, which is very rare, very rare these days, I don't even look. I just post something and I don't look. Maybe you go out of your way to pay for a stranger's Starbucks order, which is very nice of you to do. But then you feel the urge to post about it on Facebook so others can validate that you are a good person. And this happens a lot. Or a post or post a photo of yourself in a new outfit only to find that your followers don't think it looks good on you. And then you return that new outfit that you actually like just so that you won't be so influenced by others. Like, oh, I love that outfit, but people, other, other people didn't like it, so I have to return it. Well, if you like the outfit, keep it. And if you wore it once or more, don't return it. We need clean clothes for the rest of us when we purchase. Number 11, finally, if you lack self-love, you're a people pleaser. This is the most neglected part for people pleasers. They're always ready to lend a hand or be there for someone else. But when it comes down to it, they're not there for themselves, ever. People pleasers are usually great listeners and give the best advice but they can't take that same advice for themselves. And that goes for a lot of us. You know, we can, we can help others, but we can't take that same advice for ourselves. I mean, I, I've done that many times. People pleasers usually just don't feel good enough or worthy enough to help themselves. And if you find yourself that you match any of these characteristics of a genuine people pleaser, then you may want to take a, ste a, t a step back and, and analyze your self-care. Your self-care will help you establish boundaries between you and others. You learn how to say no and how to take care of yourself and love yourself before others. Remember, when we get on a flight, we can't help anybody else unless we have our oxygen masks on first. We never watch these videos on the plane, but remember, if you do think back, don't help anybody else with their oxygen mask until you have it on first. You can't save someone's life without your own life jacket. I'm a lifeguard. And you cannot go out if you don't have some kind of a buoy or some kind of a life preserver of your own. Because sometimes if you're rescuing somebody, they're in attack mode, they are in panic mode, and they can actually kill you when you're trying to save them. And honestly, from lifeguard training, if we have a very aggressive drowning victim and they're just flailing and they're huge, let's just say, I remember during one of my lifeguard test trainings, I had to rescue someone that was like the rock, like the body of the rock where they were solid muscle. 
and they were aggressive and they were flailing their arms at me trying to trying to uh, have them rescue me but they would drown me in the process so I learned I mean this is a specific case but you learn that you have to punch them in the face or hit them with your with your buoy because you need to knock them out so that you can rescue them so you have to figure out your safety first and then save somebody again take care of yourself first before you can help others you put your own oxygen mask on first on that flight before you put on your neighbors or your child or your partners. It's very important. If you find that this change for yourself is extremely challenging, a psychologist recommend you seek professional mental health to help you start. Going to therapy alone is a form of self-care and you will only be on your way to not only taking care of yourself, but to be a better caretaker for others, but also yourself. Because you are important, we are important, and it's okay to say no. We don't want to be a doormat because then we're miserable and then we're angry and then we lash out and we're passive aggressive. It's important for us to teach people how to treat us. And it is very hard, but you have to do it. Otherwise, you'll be miserable. As a quick example of my own life, and I'm not trying to be braggy or thinking highly of myself. I really don't mean to, to say that, but I want to give the example of being in film and television, being a model and being a host before the pandemic and a little bit now, slowly but surely, you get a lot of fan mail. You get a lot of people that get obsessed, obsessed to the point of danger. I mean, I have I have records of things that I, I still to this day am afraid of certain people because they become very obsessive and they want certain parts of you. They want, they want like a you know, maybe they bought a collector's item of something from your film and they want you to sign it, but they want to know your home address, which of course you would never give. They will reach out to you. They will reach out to your agent. And then my agent will come and be like, come to me and say, you know, I got this letter. I just wanted to relay it to you. They'll try to get in. And since I do this podcast as well, I have, you know, an open, open communication. But sometimes certain fans, shall we say, or just certain people that I've worked with really try to get in. Sometimes it's girls that want to have the jobs that I have and they get very weird and dangerous and they'll show up or they'll be very aggressive about how did you get that job? You have to introduce me to that person. And that's fine. I am very giving and very willing to give and very willing to share. But when it comes to certain people as if, if I played a certain part in a, in a, in a film or a TV show or something like that, that's the character that I'm playing. That is not who I am. I'm actually a really quite a goody two-shoes. I mean, I like a lot of dangerous things and I've done a lot of, you know, things in my life. I'm very edgy, but at the end of the day, I'm very religious, I'm very kind, and I'm kind of a goody two-shoes in many ways. And sometimes I think people think that I'm a different person than I am, but it's a character. It's a character. Or they'll take a personality from my hosting job or something like that and just stalk me. I've had people stalk a red carpet and I've had to run to my car, run, run to security, and I have security people that are, you know, on my phone left and right as far as speed dial. I have to protect myself and sometimes people will send messages and they'll get angry that I've gotten that I haven't gotten back to them. We have no relationship. Oh, and I haven't I haven't heard back from you. Why why don't you return my messages? Messages over like I don't even get the messages first of all. Or they'll go to my agent. Why didn't your agent give you this? It's just it's very creepy. Very very creepy and I know that 
when we enter the entertainment business, we're in a spotlight and some people say, well, you should expect that. And we should, and of course we should. However, no one expects to be stalked or deserves to be stalked or hurt. Down to the point where my very, 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 very dear friend, Amy Nicole Harwick, Dr. Amy Nicole Harwick, was actually killed by Gareth Pursehouse in Hollywood last year. She's one of my very best friends and I lost her. I lost her as, to a cold-blooded killer. And this is where my boundaries are very, very tough and very, they're rigid. Those kinds of boundaries for myself are not soft whatsoever. And I've learned the hard way for myself and these people are crazy. Um, I've gotten gifts. I've had to return to sender, return to sender for many, many types of people. And uh, all my life, really all my life, not even, not even in the entertainment business, but I think that if you're smiley and you're, and you're enthusiastic and energetic and you're kind to people, people can get in and it's dangerous. And of course I would be kind to anybody, but when you're compromised and when you're scared, genuinely scared, you've got to cut that out. So anyway, that's my own personal experience about boundaries. I mean, I have so many others, but it took me a long time and it still takes me a long time. I'm certainly not like 100% grown and I learn every day and I want to learn every day to get better and stronger. But please, for yourself, always protect yourself. It's just so important. And the thing is, you're actually disrespecting yourself if you continue to do things out of fear or sense of obligation or trying to overly please people just because you don't want people to think that you're being rude or disrespectful. But know that people-pleasing hides the real you. There's a fine line between being a good person and trying to make people think you're a good person. You are most likely a genuinely good person regardless of whether you do something for someone else or constantly do something that people ask you to do. Sometimes it's hard for us to stick up for ourselves when you don't agree with someone or don't want to do what they're asking of you. But you have to set these boundaries with your time and energy. There's no need to deplete your emotional, mental, and physical energy on something that doesn't really align with your goals or values or ethics and morals. And again, setting boundaries might be scary, but it gives you the freedom to spend time doing what you love. You don't have to hide the real you. Boundaries don't make you stuffy or boring. They actually allow you to create a life of your own, on your own terms, which is the most liberating and exciting thing you could ever do. Sometimes we've broken up with a partner. I'm like, oh my God, I was so sick of pleasing them and putting up with their BS. And then you're set free and you're liberated and you're excited and you just feel like you can breathe again. Communicating your boundaries to others and yourself is a surefire way to make sure people-pleasing doesn't take over your life. Well, there are seven ways to set better boundaries. And you can spend less energy and time pleasing others. And you can please yourself, which gives you a better opportunity to make others happy. Number one, get crystal clear on your priorities and don't be passive-aggressive about anything. Getting clear on your own priorities will help you figure out what you're actually willing to spend your time and energy on. If you find yourself always putting other people's priorities above your own, it's time to change that. Number two, communicate that what you will and will not tolerate. If the people around you are always doing or saying things that frustrate you to your core, to your gut, making you angry and pissed, you have to put your foot down. People will never know that they're actually disrespecting you and that their behavior is acceptable if you never tell them. Again, what Lisa Nichols says, I apologize that I let you think that this was acceptable because I never communicated that. So again, you teach people how to treat you. 
if you constantly allow yourself to be a doormat, then that's on you. Be that person who speaks up when people are behaving in a way that makes you feel inferior or unappreciated. If something doesn't feel right to you, you should make every effort to avoid it. Very recently, I had something in my life where already the boundaries were so disrespected, I can't even describe it. Not only were they disrespected and I felt very violated by very many things, but this person spoke down to me, talked down to me, and I literally snapped my fingers and I said, don't, don't talk down to me. What am I doing to talk down to you? I said, you're being very condescending and I'm not an idiot. And I was very angry with this person. And I immediately turned that situation around and I was, I was respected. And this person said, I didn't mean to, I realize how intelligent you are. Not to like act like I'm intelligent, but like don't talk down to me. I'm not stupid. I'm not, I, I may look like a dumb blonde, but I am not. And so you have to like make sure that you are not disrespected. Number three is listen to your gut instinct. Over and over, listen to your gut instinct until the cats come home. Your gut is usually right. What you feel in your stomach, what you feel in your head. Don't doubt your inner instinct. You're smart. You're much smarter than you think you are. You know the difference between excitement and dread. Use that internal instinct to help you make decisions. Don't feel like you need to say yes to avoid hurting someone's feelings or making them like, you know, not like you. If you can't decide whether to say yes or no to someone, there's a lot more articles that you can look into on when to say no to an invitation. There are many exercises that you can do, practices, role playing, but you have to learn to stand up for yourself and listen to your gut instinct, especially when it comes to dating and dangerous in dating. Very much so, especially with dating apps. I've never been on a dating app, but I hear a lot of scary things. I've been in an Uber, and if you feel as if that Uber driver is, you have that feeling, I've gotten out of three Ubers in my life, and I'm so glad I did every single one of those. Number four in setting boundaries. Think about the impact of your actions. Something that's helped many people in saying no is asking what type of impact an opportunity will have on yourself or others. Will it improve your life? Or is there something that could make a bigger impact? Think about the amount of time something will take compared to the amount of, t- of positive impact it will make. And it will have. If it, w- if it will take up more time than it's worth, just say no. Sometimes you can see the red flags of like, oh, this is going to be drama, and you just walk away. With no regrets, listen to that internal instinct and think about the impact of your actions. If you get involved with the drama or get involved with a situation where they want your help. The other day, I was asked to do something for a campaign, and I just... The campaign was such that it had a good message, but I didn't agree with that message. It's something about the way that they were doing it. And it was just like, okay, you can talk the talk, but they weren't walking the walk. If you want to do something for this community, don't talk about it. Take the action. If you want to help the inner city community, whether it be a food driver or whatever, don't talk about it. Take action. Go in and do it. That's where I felt as if, if I were to get involved with this organization, that didn't really serve me. And if I would, I would get much more involved if there was an organized way of doing so, helping others, an actionable result. Not talking the talk, and I, I, I walked away from that drama. I don't want to be involved in something that I don't believe in, even though it's a good message. Unless you're actually doing the message, then I would have been involved. That was just a situation of my own that experienced the other day. Number five in setting boundaries, do things that you want to because they make you feel good. If you find it all too easy to try and make others happy, 
why not let yourself be happy for once as well? Make sure you spend time doing things that will bring you joy and help you create a better work-life balance. We all know that self-care isn't selfish. It isn't. Put that oxygen mask on first because then you can help somebody else so it isn't selfish. What, are you going to die of your last breath helping somebody else? No. You can help more people if you have your oxygen mask on. It's necessary to live a healthy life. Schedule downtime and fun activities in your calendar. Treat them like important meetings with a client. Schedule everything around these things and don't cancel them. Number six in creating healthy boundaries. Offer an alternative. If someone asks you to do something and you don't think that you're the right person for the job, offer an alternative like, oh, recommend a friend, a coworker, or some kind of a tool that could help you get the job done. Oh, I would love to do that, but you know what? That's not my skill set. And I would love to devote that time to you, but I just don't have time. But I know someone that would love to help you and they have plenty of time and would be a better, a better person for the job. And don't apologize for it. If you hate being unhelpful, this option gives you the opportunity to be cooperative without having to take the task on for yourself. And this is very important. If you can't do something, don't overly make excuses. If you say, for example, my mom got in a situation where, and she's a people pleaser, and I've learned also to be a people pleaser from her. And I talk to her sometimes. I'm like, listen, mom, you can't keep doing this because it's not serving you. And I've learned this the hard way. And I'm being very kind about kind of helping us each collaborate with each other to not be people pleasers. And I no longer am. I love doing things for people, but I know the power of no. But she was asked to do something for someone and she did a great job. But then this person asked her to do it over and over and over again. And my mom had no time. And this person, very aggressive, said, what else do you have to do? Tell me, tell me what your schedule is. It was none of her business. And I took very personal offense that she said this to my mom. Oh, no, no, no. It's none of your business. Just because you overly people please and you have nothing else to do in your life, don't put my mom in that situation. So if you can't do something or you want to offer an alternative just because you can't do it, then don't make excuses because when you only give excuses, then you're being on the defense and that person can come in and like take over your world and it makes you look insecure. No, I actually can't do that, but I know another person who can. Oh, why can't you? Why can't you? Oh, I just, I don't have time and I'm, I'm just, I, I'm not good for the job. Done. Move on. Period at the end of the sentence. Black and white. Don't be that wishy-washy gray area. When you get wishy-washy, then people can open that back, open that door back up and walk all over you like that doormat that you do not want to become. Establish that boundary. Offer an alternative. Don't be a doormat. Don't make excuses. Be firm and direct in your answer. And that's number seven and the final one in creating boundaries. Don't let people talk you in or out of things. Like, like that person said, what else do you have to do? It's none of your damn business. You can still be kind yet firm at the same time. You can still be a nice person and not be a doormat. Seriously, your friends might be bummed and upset that you can't make it to the party, but they should be able to get over it and respect your decision. I mean, yes, you may be the life of the party, but it's not your responsibility to be the life of the party. Make them maybe get more of a personality and get out of their comfort zones. You can't be there for everybody else. And sometimes I feel as if some people want to go out with me and it's like, it really doesn't serve me. Maybe I'm a good conversationalist and I keep the conversation going, but I don't really enjoy them as much as they enjoy me. And I'm not like trying to toot my own horn, but I think we've all been in these situations where, oh, hang out with me. I really miss you. And that's great. And you really like that person, but that relationship is not serving you as well as it's serving them because 
you're being the ringleader. You're the one paying for the dinner or paying for the coffee and you're the one arranging things. Maybe you pick them up. Maybe you park and it's, they never offer to pay or they never offer anything. And it's like, well, of course you're a great person to hang out with. But if you're not really serving yourself at the same time, then you're like missing out. And remember that you are in control of your choices in your life. Don't let other people dictate this for you. You've got to set these healthy boundaries and give yourself permission to do less people-pleasing. If you are never getting a moment to yourself, make sure you make this a priority for once and start a self-care routine. It's very important. I see a lot of mothers, I really do, see a lot of mothers who do everything for their kids. And it's wonderful to be a great mother for your kids. But I feel like so many women end up doing so many things for everybody else that they don't take care of themselves. And sometimes that woman becomes really overweight and that doesn't take care of herself with her hair, her grooming, sometimes even her bathing, just to do everything for her husband or her partner and for her kids to the detriment of herself. And then all of a sudden, and I've seen this so many times in health, that now she finds herself overweight and can't even play with her kids at the park because she can't run and runs out of energy. Or is so stressed out that she's drinking way too much wine. It's rosé all day and then red wine at night. And then she's really tired the next day and then overeating. Again, not taking care of herself. But you're a wonderful mother, a wonderful father, a wonderful person for your kids when you are in shape and you owe that to them. Or for your partner. What if you're in a dating relationship and you've got this wonderful dating relationship and you're both in shape and you take care of yourself and you enter that relationship in a very healthy way, but over time you're neglecting yourself and pleasing that other person or pleasing others and then that person may stray or may cheat because you know, even though it's a commitment, they didn't sign up for that or you're not the person that they committed to in the beginning because why? You didn't set up the boundaries for yourself. You're not taking care of yourself. And it's fine to be a nice person and do things for others, but don't be a doormat. Don't don't make yourself don't make yourself last. You're important. We are all important. And during this pandemic, we are more stressed than ever financially, emotionally, and health. But please take care of yourself and establish these boundaries. Don't let people come into your space in sexuality. Don't do things that you don't want to do that you're not comfortable with. Don't overly please your boss and, oh sure, I'll be right on that, I'll be right on that, I'll be right on that. Maybe you're receiving text messages from your boss at 11 o'clock at night. Maybe you need to wind down because you have to get up at 5 in the morning and be there for your boss. Establish those times, like, I'm sorry, my phone goes off at 8 o'clock, but then again, I didn't mean to say I'm sorry because when you apologize, then you're still letting that person in. Thank you very much, but after 8 o'clock, I'm going to be taking care of myself and my children and my husband or my partner. Maybe it's your dog. Maybe it's your cat. Maybe it's yourself. At 8 o'clock, this is when you've got your time. Maybe you need to go to the gym. Maybe you need to do self-care. Maybe you want to just sit on the couch and watch Netflix and escape. It's okay. It's okay. You can still be a nice person and not being taken advantage of. And you know what? When we're people pleasing to the max... We're not ourselves. We lose ourselves. And then we don't even know who we are. And it happens all the time. So please, watch yourself if you're a constant people pleaser. Pay attention to those 11 things. And try to look at those seven ways of creating boundaries. And try to engage them. But remember, 
we teach people how to treat us. If we're constantly being a doormat and accepting it, then that's on us. And we have to go to that person and say, listen, I'm sorry. I have taught you over and over and over again that this is okay and acceptable for myself, but it's not. And I really want to create a better relationship so that we're both pleased. And you can't come out of the gate like, oh my God, this is horrible. You can't be passive aggressive about it. You have to be very firm in what you want and don't apologize and don't make excuses. And the stronger you, the stronger you become and the more self-care you give to yourself, the more self-confident you are, that means you're putting on your own oxygen mask over and over and over again. And then you have that oxygen to breathe, to have freedom and energy. And then you feel great about yourself, confident, healthy, happy, energetic. And then you can be a better person for everybody else. People please where you want without expectation. But I hope this gave you some insight because we are all very important. And we can't get lost in other people's expectations. We have to be happy with ourselves and establish these boundaries so that we're protected and feel great within ourselves because again, we're better people for it. So thank you so much for joining me today. I've learned the hard way many times and I've gotten better and sometimes I slide back and I'm like, you know what, that's on me. That's my fault that that person took advantage of me. That's my fault that I said yes and I took that job when I really never wanted to do it in the first place. And that it's my fault that I showed up miserable even though I put on a happy fake face and I'm not a fake person. So when I put on a happy fake face, it's my gut internal instinct that told me, you know what, you should have listened to your gut instinct and said no. And this is why you're in this position, so it's your own fault. Don't do it again. And that's on myself. Anyway, thank you again for joining me. I hope this gave you some insight because you're so important. It's so important for you to be healthy and happy. We only live once and we've got to enjoy the hell out of this life. Because it's fleeting and it's very short. So enjoy it. You only live once and don't have that fear of missing out because you should live every minute to the fullest. I wish you a wonderful week and I hope you had a great Liberty weekend. We appreciate you for listening, and please rate and subscribe to the show on iTunes. You can also listen on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Luminary Tuned In, or at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. You can reach out to me for any questions or topics you'd like covered on the show at Anne McDaniels or at Anne McDaniels Actress. And I will see you next time on Believe SoCal Sweat. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.